This is a quick reminder to follow us on iTunes, rate us five stars. You can also follow us on Facebook.com slash Blacklisted Podcast. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Podomatic. And if you Google Blacklisted Podcast and you see the fish, you know that's us. Fade to black. Greetings, true believers. Greetings, Stan true Lee believers. here, welcoming Lee you here. to the latest welcoming harrowing the adventure. Ten, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the following breaking news story. Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Dubious. Black. Listed. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Fade the Black, sanctioned by Black Listed Podcast. Commencing at the siren, there will be no holds barred. Anything and everything will go down. And now, here is your blacklisted true listed. Check it out for those that know me. Welcome to Welcome me back. Real slick beside the others. Straight up and down. Yo, you know what I'm about. Fade the black. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Can't believe how big Dave got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? 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 Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Uh, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Until they kill us. Until we kill them. Ah! 
once again in Blacklisted Podcast, podcast of anything and everything in pop culture with the first appointed view. And we are going to give our reactions to the movie 2019's Jordan Peele, Us. But let me introduce Us first. I'm your host, Julius Black, and we are in the house with Sensei Wille, DJ Academics, and the Minister of Defense, Chaos. Well, Chaos just stole Sensei Wille's catchphrase. He's gonna have to pay a fucking fine. Yeah, well, he stole it. <laughs> That's some copyright infringement shit right there. You So, the who's us? Whatever. It's, it's kind of the same. One in the same. So, Big Will didn't see us, not his cup of tea. So, he can sit. Maybe he may want to see it. I can be saved. It's Jordan Bill's sophomore movie, the second movie after groundbreaking, earth shattering. Get out. And what I liked about what's happening with us that I didn't know. Didn't know what us was. I kind of, after seeing the second trailer, was like, are they going the whole evil twin thing? But still, didn't know until I knew, right? So, uh,. Which I thought was pretty funny that when the movie's about to start, Chaos decides, I'm gonna go get some popcorn. Strike one. Because once he walks out, and you know where I'm going with this, there's that text in the beginning. And I was like, he's not gonna fucking get this bro. Because if you don't watch that text, and anybody seeing this movie, don't go in late thinking you're gonna, you can figure it out, or somebody's gonna tell you, or you're gonna go on the internet, or you can lie and say you're a fucking genius, and I knew that because you. You're lying, because you didn't know. Because you don't know what you don't know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But when you read that text, I don't know how you felt about uh, academics, but I didn't didn't know it. I read it and said, okay, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? But it had a lot to do with everything, right? It told you the whole lay down. Basically, the text was saying something about how the United States and the world at large has a bunch of underground tunnels, caverns, man-made, that are forgotten and no one knows what they use with, for these tunnels caverns to this day and they basically that's that paraphrase and that's where he left and then you went where the fuck is this going you know what I mean but then the movie starts and um it starts with a uh, Winston Duke playing uh, the father, Peter uh, Nyong'o as his mother, and the two children whose names are Jason. I forget the kids' names. Shahida Wright Joseph, she played uh, Umbre, and the son was played by uh, Evan Alex, and he was, well actually, no, she played Zora, she played the little girl, she played little Zora. as far as for, we'll get to that later, yeah, she played Zora, and Evan Alex, he played Jason. So who did, who did Madison Curry play? She was Adelaide. 
So I'm guessing that was the younger version of her. Younger version of Peter Nyong'o. Who was yeah, so Madison Curry played the younger version of the Peter Nyong'o's Adelaide. So as far as for the character names, it was uh, Adelaide, Gabe, Zora, and Jason. Right. All that, that was basically all the family. That's the family. The father, the mother, and the son and daughter. The younger the son. So the setup is basically they they're going to go back to the beach front resort in California that the family inherited from the mother's side of the family. But the Peter Nyong'o's character doesn't want to go there. She's feeling kind of skittish. She's not telling the family why. But they have flashbacks. And the flashback shows the Peter Nyong'o's character as a little girl with her mom and dad at a boardwalk with a lot of games and chance and stuff. And the dad's trying to impress her. And it took me forever to realize that the dad was black men. Yeah, Did uh, not know that was him. Did not realize that was him. Because they really, if you pay attention, they didn't put no emphasis on the mother's face or the dad's face. It was kind of like quick blur. No, like, who are these people? They never really showed you who they were. But they, but the point of the matter is, that was smart because they were not the key of that scene. So the little girl wanders off because she's a little, little scaredy cat, but she still was curious. She wanders off to the beach and she goes into this house and gets into this house of mirrors and the power outage happens and she gets trapped in the house of mirrors. Once she's trapped in the house of mirrors, she's trying to run and find her way out. The only thing she remembers is, where is my red candy apple? This is important. Mm-hmm. And all she sees is a red exit sign. So she's trying to find that red exit sign, but she's really bumping into mirrors. Then she sees herself. But then that ain't herself. herself Because when she sees herself, she sees the her back and not the mirror reflection. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it, so it, then it basically grabbed her and then it, you fast forward back to the present time. Mind now mind back then we're talking in the nineteen eighties. So Michael Jackson's thriller was a big hit, Hands Across America was a big hit. Uh, the video games at the time was a big hit. You know. Pac-Man and all that and all this stuff this little bit of information that I'm conjuring up is very important to the film especially in the present day so we're back to the present day and they're at the beach and it basically tells the story a, a, a small little undercut of the story of the father, Winston Duke's character trying to run with Joneses because he's trying to impress his white friend who lives into this nice big house, glass house on the hill at the beach, has a big old boat. Winston Duke has a modest house and a very modest boat. But he's still trying to impress. But at the same time, while he's trying to impress his white friend, he's neglecting his wife. Because his wife is fucking skittish. Something's up. She does not want to be there. They go to the beach. She loses her son. And she's having flashbacks of when she got lost years ago, that she never told her husband that she went to therapy and all this stuff, and she had to learn how to dance and study art and get her confidence back and talk. All this stuff is very important. Little did we realize how important that shit was. So, 
later that night, after she's talking her kids to bed, and Winston Duke, who now has the title of World's Sexiest Thighs, because he showed his leg. <laughs> you see that shit? He's got the World's Sexiest Thighs. That's the only thing white people realize about this movie. Damn, he got some big-ass thighs. That's all they talk about. His acting is superb. Everybody's acting in this movie is great. So... If you remember Winston Duke from Black Panther, he played in Baku, the man that challenged the child for the fun. So, Winston Duke played him. So, now that you've kind of got his, his visual in your head, you know he's the hero of the picture because he's this big, strong black guy, right? He's not. Jordan Peele takes that character, flips it on his head, and turns him into basically the white girl with blonde hair that trips and falls all the time is in trouble, right? Yeah. I thought that was genius. You mean the damsel in distress? He was the damsel in distress the whole time, and it was smart the way they did it. They had to handicap him, because when they put the kids to sleep, the one son, the son said, look, there's a, there's a family out in our tribe. And he tries to father him. Mr. Duke goes out there tries to scare him with a baseball bat. And they rush his ass. And then he doesn't realize he's being attacked by a twisted, bizarre world version of himself. He takes that bat and breaks his ass. So now he's hamstrung. And then the mom of this doppelganger, kneecaps him. Doppelganger and the sons and the daughter, they sneak into the house. So they're all evil, twisted versions of themselves being held hostage in this house. And basically, evil twins, you know, and it was just so bizarre where the evil mother who had a raspy voice was basically telling her story of why she's there and why they are there. They're here to take what is there. No one understands what the fuck they're talking about, obviously. So, amongst uh, the many things, the show, the, 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 the yin and the yang, if you will, the one son had the affinity for doing magic tricks, but the evil doppelganger tried to do magic tricks in five. So you put it in But the evil son was wearing like a, a mask over his face to cover his hideous and scarred face for burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these tricks. So also at the same time, the, like uh, Jason was the, the good son, so to speak. He always had like a gorilla mask that, that he would like in Baku. That he was always running around with. So at times he would put his mask down. So technically they both had masks. He wore the one kid wore a mask to hide his features. The good version wore a mask whenever he got nervous and scared. That was like a, a, a fucking security blanket. security blanket. And I thought it was kind of cool that the mask looked exactly like Manny's mask. Man. Yeah. That's playing his dad. Right. That too. Jason and more mask. So they, they, se- they separated everybody. The girl went with the girl, the father went with the father, the mother stayed together because the mother, the good mother, was to a table while she told this story. And why the, the good daughter, she was uh, a really good runner in high school, in school, but she quit. But they made her run. And it was like, she just took off running because her evil doppelganger could run too. So it was almost like she was stalking her and hunting her. 
So everybody was playing against one another. Strength for strength, speed for speed, guile for guile with the magic tricks. And uh, I just thought that was like, okay, now where are we going with this shit? And the one thing that we didn't figure out until that we'll play until later is the boy, he figured out that he can sort of make his doppelganger shadow what he was doing. So basically, Cows gave away the fucking big aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. They're tethered. The, the, the doppelgangers and the regular folks are tethered by this supernatural force. They're connected. So everything the person does, their doppelganger will be like a puppet. So if you ran backwards, your doppelganger is running backwards. Somewhere in this world, he's running backwards. And, right, but then they, they want control now. They want to be on top to run shit and want us to be the puppets. That's the whole social layout. I hear it. Where are these fucking people coming from? And that's a good fucking question you have there. Because it took a while, but the mother's telling the story, the evil mother's telling the story how the United States government came up with this idea to keep people docile by cloning them and cloning them to the tether. That way, if you're tethered, you are restrained while the upper crust can ascend. So you can tell, I guess you can figure out who's going to be tethered. Certain uh, ethnic groups, certain uh, sexes, certain uh, people they don't want to get but so high on the food chain. You are going to be tethered while the, the rich and powerful won't. And then they, for one reason or another, they drop that experiment. These tethered individuals are living in these homes that we spoke of in the beginning of this conversation. So everything we're doing right now, sitting at these chairs, having this conversation, our doppelgangers are underground doing the same thing, but they can't speak because they never understood English. So here's the catch. Why is this mother speaking for fucking English? She's with a raspy voice, but she can eat. Huh? You sound like Miles Davis. But so now that's what we're thinking. What the fuck is going on with this? So the family escapes and go to the white people's house, the white friends' house. But they're also being killed by their doppels. Their, their doppels killed that because they want that thing. They want that life. They want to live in that house. They want to eat that food. They want to drive that car. But the only way you know the difference is that they're aggressive and that they can't speak English. So now they're uh, uh, the poor black uh, people in the black family. They got to fight the poor in, 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 that, in that house. And it's a bloody fucking master in there. It's, and it's crazy. But the blood and guts are very sparse. It's all in your head. That's the word part. They leave a lot to be ground in your head. So, and that now turns it from what we initially thought. We initially thought it was just those four, the four family, the yeah, the, black, the black family, we thought it was just them, but now it turns out somebody else. Planet-wide. This, this is going on planet-wide. 
take time. This is basically an invasion. Show very, very, very body snatchers. Very, very, very body
all these people. Who are ignoring them? These people are just acting. And what they're doing is they're acting because they're like puppets because they're doing whatever their surface twin. So, like, if uh, you're on a roller coaster and you're going, me, they're just doing it. They're doing it for no reason. Yep. And it was so, looking like they were, it was a mental institution. And they were, right, right. They were yeah. all, and, and they didn't have the coordination <clears throat> either. Like so it wasn't perfect. And it's zombies. Yeah. yeah. So I would go like, walk into a wall or something because that's what they're up, upwards doing. So we find out that the, the mother, the evil mother, is telling this rest of the story to the good mother. As to why she wants to keep this son and while this is happening. And then when you figure it all out, the big aha moment was the woman who's talking with that voice is not the evil one. She's the original little girl. The evil one who could not speak English came back to live her life. And she had to learn how to dance and sing and learn how to speak again. She never learned how to speak in the first place. You see what I'm saying? And the living a fake life. And the reason that the evil mother, her name was Red, spoke like that is because the doppelganger crushed her windpipe. And she had nobody to talk to ever since she was a little girl. She was speaking with people who growled and drank. But she figured out a way of communicating with these people the only way she knew how. They all wore red because that's the only color she remembered from the candy apple to the, to the exit sign. And they made a human chain for a line of communication because they remembered she wore a t-shirt for Hands Across America. So all this shit, and they did Thriller. They walked like Thriller because that was the only fucking video they ever seen before. So they basically, this one little girl, since she was maybe nine years old, planned a fucking revolution planet-wide for the docs to take over the world and her to be the leader, even though she's not a doc, she's an original. So that's the fucking big aha And when all is said and done, and you think it's all over, the mom gets in the car, she saves her son, she gets her husband, she gets her daughter, they get in the car, they drive away, and the mom tells the son, everything is done. Go back to where things used to be. And the son just looks at her and puts his mask on and calls it a rat. And they pan back because he knows. He's Nobody in the back seat knows. He's seen all that shit transpire whenever they get ready. And you see all these evil twins linking hands fucking the city up like Planet of the Apes, just tearing that shit down. So that's how they basically ended it with. This is just the beginning of uh, their, their, their rule of the planet. And you even see, like, the link across mountains. They're in the ocean. I don't know if they die when they get in the ocean, but they were in the ocean. And I just thought, you know, wow, this is, I told you, it's very Twilight Zone. You, this is one of the movies. How many for you? That's me twice. See? And you learn something new each time you see it. So, so. And I had to keep wild. That's why I hit you up. I said, let me hit you up and see if I'm on the same page. And even if you are, you're not wrong if you're not on the same page. That's the thing. You're not wrong. Because that's what I liked about this movie. Everybody I spoke to who were, I hate to say it, woke enough to understand it and look past 
the whole. Well, it wasn't that scary. That wasn't the point. He didn't know it wasn't the point. He was making a big fucking point that he was making a cycle out that we're being controlled one way or the other. And it ain't just me and you. It's all of us. All of us. All of us. Yeah, yeah. And and he and where people, white people were watching this shit and they were coming up with some of the most ridiculous fucking things. <laughs> the reasons. The reasons it's racist and why did the white people die? Like, y'all been making movies since 1905. And the black person was either the first one to die or was a fucking servant. Really? Come on. Stop being so fucking, you know, selfish. But yeah, like, I mean, even, like, small things, like, also part of their uniform was just one single glove. Who else is known for one single glove? Michael Jackson. Right. And that's the only thing that this little nine-year-old girl remembered. She only, her life was surrounded by what she knew when she was captured. They were eating raw rabbits. Because the rabbits, how else would you feed a, a group of doppelgangers? They multiplied so fast. They just fucking, rabbits fucking made a bunch of baby rabbits. They grew up and ate and made a bunch of baby rabbits. They grew, I, I mean, it makes a lot of sense in a weird Twilight Zone kind of way. And one thing he did were, which, sent, which sent a bunch of people Googling uh, was Jeremiah 11.11 was all throughout. And even 11.11 had a significance for him as well. Right. The clock and, and, and either way you spin it, it's still going to be 11 11. And it just was like, like, again, you could sit for an hour and discuss this movie and come up with all kinds of stuff. And, you, and, and if you just say, well, uh, obvious bullshit, like, Oh, it's all racist, Bob. That's bullshit. Because that's not where he was going with this. That's what you see, whoever said that shit. But uh, I've seen it as as we're all tethered. We're all being controlled by be it money, be it sex, be it drugs, be it rock and roll. Something is we're, we're tethered to, and we can't let it go. And, and the song, I got five on and they wouldn't let it go. So, mm-hmm. it just, uh... So, how do you know they came from Planet One? Huh? Planet One. They came... It's, it's Planet Y. Why? It's Planet Y. Why? Yeah, it's, it's Planet, planet Y. Yeah. Worldwide. Worldwide. Like the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. This is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But, yeah, man, I just thought that fucking film was like... It was everything I didn't know I wanted Because I didn't know what the movie was about So I didn't know what I wanted So I just wanted to see a good movie And like you said we have friends that watch this movie That are the How we say Caucasian persuasion That don't want to admit that this movie is any good Because uh they do that because they do it. That's all they, they, do, they, they do, do. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. So it wasn't like he was uh, that that Jordan Peele was being original when he put some of these fucking memes in this fucking movie. I mean, they, they use these same tropes in every fucking film since the beginning of time. It's, it's, it's a different, 
It's a different sensibility. You got a different director filming this film. And uh, even even if you took another black director, say, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, give me another. Like Spike Lee would have yeah. you, you would have got a different fucking view on it because it was Spike's twist on it. This was Jordan Peele's fucking twist on it. It was, again, another thing, it was done on the cheap with the, for the most part, of $20 million or something like that. Yeah, the budget was $20 million, and as of this recording, it's already made $174.5 million. And there you go. Blumhouse, again, he has a great relationship with Blumhouse to make these movies that are good and on the cheap. Same guy, you know, Black Clansman. Did they get that, or was that a little too on the fucking nose? <laughs> it says it in the name for crying out loud. And then it's like, that ain't okay, how it would have happened. I'm like, well, tell it to the guy who actually did it. He's still alive. It's a true story. Yep. It's a, it's a true story. And, uh, like it or not, it was my, not one of my favorite films of last year, but it was good for what it was. I mean, how many times have we seen that movie done where, again, the only problem I had with it, they, you, they made, they didn't make Denzel's son the hero, even though he was. They made, you know, the Jewish kid the hero. Oh, yeah. and, and, and so all that complaining that motherfuckers do, well, there you have it. You, you, you can always go back to Black Klansman because, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking right at his name, man. I can't believe it. I forgot his name. Who was played Kyle Oh, uh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver was nominated for Academy Award. What more do you fucking want? You know what I'm saying? But, well, Jordan Hill gave him something else to complain about because you heard Huh? Where he said, mm, I don't see myself hiring a, a white guy as a male lead because I've seen that already. You've seen that already. So basically, and then they're saying he's racist, but no, but he's not. He's seen it already. We've seen that already. We just got them talking about. He, it. And he even said, I like white people. He said, just like that. I like white people. His but mom's a white people. Yes, his mom's a white. Or his, his, his mother-in-law. But but yeah. So so is his mom. Oh yeah. But um. So he was like, um, no, I want to see black people in the league. So and that's why I do it. And these type of movies. And those type of movies. The last time I they seen a black person in, in, in a horror work. suspense film of that caliber, maybe I'm Tony Todd. And now he's at Jordan Bill's doing Candyman again. He's been making Candyman, which is great. So, and uh, I think you were just saying his name, Yaya Mateen is Yaya Mateen is going to be Candyman. So, it's going to be the bomb. What what were some of the things you heard that people talked about complaining academics about this movie? What I mean was, it was stupid. It made no sense. I thought it made a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it was a sense that you ain't used to fucking live it. Yeah. But they are. That's the scary thing is. They... You are literally answering that question by saying you didn't get it and the movie was dumb. That's a great answer. That answer is not wrong because you are being programmed to think it's certain. Exactly. So you are exactly right. You're right and wrong at the same freaking time. Holding cards didn't make the sense at first, but you liked it. Yeah. It did until, they made the scene, until they made a remake of it and I hated it. <laughs> what else? Um, shit. That was the main. Oh, I get that. A lot of the, uh, a lot of 
lot of the rifles on YouTube. I like how they explain it, but then they 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 be on the page like you are. But you can see what now I can see. I'm glad he did it because when they do a review of a movie, now you can see how they actually really dance around the white Instead of saying it was the government. Right, During right, these right, spirit, right. they said it was, it was some outside, some outside source or something. No, they that, said it was government. No, government. It was government. <laughs> and when they failed, they just left them down there. Yep. Well, why can't you just say they just say it? They won't say it. They're not. So that so it, it's it's very uh, here's the word it's very Trumpian. <laughs> so that they, that they just ignore what's right in front of them. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So the unwanted, they basically just leave, toss aside, toss aside, and leave, and it's basically up to the unwanted to try to fight to get what they want. And it took her a long time to get it, but she was basically like the Harriet Tubman, yes, right? Yes. It was Harriet Tubman. Underground Harriet Tubman. Railroad, son. Underground. Everything about it. Dude, this movie was well thought out. Because I'm not that bright to be coming up with all these anecdotes, but they were there. It was the Underground Railroad. One woman with little to no education caused a worldwide revolution. Yeah. For her people, you just no one. I mean, these people that gets on the internet didn't fucking see that. We were just talking about black history. Harriet Tubman is the only fucking one they remember, and, and Rosa Parks. Yep. So I thought they got it. They actually they tell they got it because all of a sudden I'm watching YouTube, right? And it's ironic that I'm watching, I'm watching all these views, and all of a sudden Harry Tubman popped up. Talking about her right. putting on a twenty dollar bill yep. and all this shit, and I'm like, that shit popping up right along with this. Dude, it makes complete and total sense. And how how do we know he got a hit on his hands? Because we're talking. Not just talking about it as fans. People who quote unquote don't like it can't stop talking about it. They write somewhere now, like. Okay, y'all, we gotta do this again. I wonder what black film that's gonna come out this year, produced by all of, uh, somebody, you know, anyone, Ron Howard, that right, we right, right, right. in there to make it, to make it look one. like it. Exactly. Yeah, and that was, in other words, we need another fucking green book. That's what it is. That's, the new, that's what I call it. They want to say, dude, you know he's sure to win it this time. Yeah, yeah, we, we, need, to, we need another green book. So we can have, we can have a black character in it in a main role, but it's directed by someone non-black, and it will always have like a white savior character in it. Yeah, and that's this movie did not have any of the above. It was unapologetically black, and and, and it needed to be because uh, I thought that Get Out. That resonated with me so hard because everybody in this room has, has been in that situation. Exactly. That day the white girl and everybody. Oh, but my family is cool. They're from the 60s. Yeah, they was. Bernie Niggas in the 60s too. I would have voted for Obama, but. But 
I didn't heard that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what it's like? Get out. I watched that movie and I was like, if, if I didn't know better, I was I would watch that movie. It's like, follow the motherfuckers. That's what they was up to all this time. Because you cannot tell me you ain't never dated a white girl and met their family and the way they call breaking the ice was so wild. How about that Michael Jordan? You like that basketball, right? Hey, do you listen to that hippity hop? Yeah. I love that hippity hop. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. Right, what's the like? Ha ha ha! That's my side of the rap game. Well, okay, well, yeah, I listen to a lot of hip hop too. Uh, you ever heard of the Beastie Boys? <laughs> yeah, the Black Boys and Jewish Kids. From Brooklyn? Yeah, I heard of them. But I would always get that shit. And I ain't saying that that's bad, but that's how they related to us. Especially when it came to us being with they women. Tell me you never heard this. I'm not prejudiced, but I just want to let you know. Exactly. It's going to be very hard for you two out in the park. I don't care. Look, I don't care about in my house. My house, I don't see color. It's different here. Yeah, but when you out into the public, it's going to be very different. And I'm like, then shouldn't you? My thinking is that shouldn't you, as a white father, go out into said public and educate your friends about how cool I am and how cool my people can be and how nasty you motherfuckers can be, just like anybody else. Black folks can be nasty too. You know what I mean? No, you want to sit there and use that as a way of intimidating me by saying, "Oh, it's cool if you here, but when you out into the street, don't bring my daughter up in this shit." Yet when I dated a white girl. I felt safest in Trenton when I was with her. <laughs> no fucking kidding. She commanded, dude. I was. Cameron was my exact spitting image of me at that age. I was a skinny, gawky kid, and I'm walking around with her. 110% attitude. I'm walking behind her, and she's walking up and down Stuyvesant Avenue and, and, and shaking her ass and showing all the goods. And what the fuck am I going to do about it? She'd be the first one to tell you to step, step, step up and get some. Step up and catch a fucking foot in the jaw. Or step up and step up, touch me, and have my, uh, my uncle come in and, and have a talk to you. Because her uncle was uh, JoJo. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So I had those fucking conversations. I had those get-out conversations. Nothing's worse, and I say this to everybody around the world who's, who's a dark complexion, one of the big white women. Don't fucking meet their family on a holiday like Christmas or some shit. That is not the gift that keeps on giving. Then, I met her family on Christmas. Guess who's coming to them? You know what? It ain't Sydney Portier. It was my life. And uh, I was greeted very respectfully. And I, I sensed the tension. And uh, I remember being all asked to go outside to have a little talk. We talked. I talked to her father. We had talked about cars. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about, but I was trying to be polite. And then he gonna tell me uh, about the size of his trunk, and I didn't get it. I did not get it. And he goes, "You know how many people I can put in this trunk?" I'm like, "No, how many?" He goes, "You really want to know?" And that's when it hit me. I'm like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker's threatening to fucking kill me." For being with his daughter, but it was a like get out. It was a get out scenario. Being that you played JoJo, I like the conversation they had. We said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in the trend all the time. I grew up all my life, uh, Trenton. 
You know JoJo, right? Uh, Skipper J. Uh, yeah, he's going to the gun range and all this. Skipper J, he's looking at him. What are you telling me this? Uh, then he stopped and said, Want a beer? Where you drink? St. Ives? Uh, I drank some bottle water. Right, you got it. Easy, huh? I'm good. I said, I'm good. Okay. But, but, but just to go off on what he was... Basically, what Jordan Peele did with that movie, he he opened a lot of people's eyes to some shit that they clapped them eyes shut. Even mm-hmm. eyes see the kids today, shut. the kids today, they ain't thinking that way. Obviously, Zilky ain't thinking that way forever. Ever thought that way? He would he would bring home a fucking snowflake in a minute. And who am I to fucking say that's a bad thing? Cause that's what my mom used to call me the Rainbow Coalition because I would never bring a white girl, a black girl home. I was bringing home everything, Asian, Spanish, white, all that. But, you know, I guess I came from a family that was a little more open-minded about shit like that since we got so many Caucasians in our family. But then there's people that, even if that happened, they would suppress that shit. You know, because, you know, that's like the the dirty little secret or whatever. And white folks definitely ain't talking about that shit. You know Nah. You just got the same people are bitching about the fucking twenty dollar bill. It was okay to have a fucking racist slave owner, Andrew Jackson on a twenty dollar bill, but not fucking Harry goddamn Tubman. Are you insane? It still spends his twenty dollars. Unless that the fucking dollar goes gets demoted to a ten. You know what I'm saying? It's a stupid. So again, what is this movie's got us doing? We're talking about the movie and realistic social commentary. Yes, and that's what his movies do. Yeah, if it wasn't top of booking, then if he would have seen it, and that was it, and it would have been done. And ain't and ain't nothing wrong with that either, because we watched Friday Thirteenth. We don't have no thought-provoking fucking thoughts on that shit. We just want to see how many motherfuckers this bitch is gonna kill, right? And how many ways he's gonna do it. And, and it's good to have that. With this is just a more intellectual spin on the same old, same old. But it ain't like Jordan Pill invented this type of storytelling. He even tells you he got it from Wicker Rod Sermon. Why would he not be remaking the Twilight Zone? I'm almost willing to fucking get that app just because of this movie. I'm almost willing to get that app because of this movie. Or get, or get my fucking fire stick fucking hijacked like he did. Because I, I think I'm going to have to watch the fucking Twilight Zone, son. It's got fucking uh, Tracy Morgan is in it. All these different black, Hispanic, Asian, white. You got a little bit of everybody in this fucking show. So that's what is, you know, that's a change. We have it. We never had it. And, and you know what's weird? It's a change, and it's sad that it's a change because I believe back in the 60s when the Twilight Zone came out, there were actually black, Hispanics, and, and Asian people there too. They just wouldn't be given the proper representation. But I remember the first time. And it was funny before we went on the air. The first time I've seen an Asian person ever in life, I think it was uh, and realized that he was Asian. It was Kato from the Green Hornet, followed closely by Sulu on Star Trek, followed closely by Dino on Hawaii Five O. I did not know these people existed. There's no one will ever fucking walk up there and tell you, hey, hey, can't you see that? That's uh, Asian, you know? But it's cool to see that. But that's, that was very foreign to me, literally. It was a foreign thing to me. I've never seen that before. The only thing I've seen is a hero or even a faithful sidekick was a fucking white person. Then when we seen us, we were good to see us, but, you know, it was like, yo, Huggy Bear again. 
Man, either the fucking, the, the, the fucking, you know, the guy who fucking dropped dimes on people, or the mad fucking chief of police who's yelling at Starsky and Hutton. You know what I mean? And then when black exploitation came out, we, we got a chance to shine in not some of the greatest circumstances, but hey, you gotta take what you can get, right? So let's try to hear now, oh yeah, we can. Uh, let's all let's all Yep, you're gonna be pigeonholed right here. So we went from being a fucking a narc, pimp, mad chief of police, to the king of a mythological country, the most technological character in the Marvel universe, to fucking zombies, to fucking you know. The goddess of fucking weather, mutant goddess of weather. We can do anything. So when people say, "Why do you always bring up racism?" If I don't, the fucking people that's following behind us, they ain't gonna remember. They ain't gonna, yep. they ain't gonna remember. They ain't gonna. Remember. They ain't gonna and that's it. And you wanna know why? Why did say that? And you wanna know why they ain't gonna remember? It's a tell. Like that movie trying to tell you. They're gonna be told yes. what to do, yes. what to listen, what to learn. You know, yo. <laughs> Check it out. I'm gonna leave this conversation for a. I thought the movie. I gave it a five star. Which I gave it a five star. Yeah, same thing. Five star. Big Willie, go see this movie or download it on the cheap. Wherever you get it, it's a good movie to see. Don't worry, ain't no demons in it. Nope. And you know what's funny? Very strong, play. very strong messages, great fucking story to see. I think Kurt Hill is on a roll. And the ones that couldn't see the ones that took it. That's right. And haters are going to hate you. That's, that's our fucking us review. So you need to go check this movie out. Before you do that, subscribe to the Blacklist Podcast. You can go to Google, what is it, Google Play. You can go to Google, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, all that crazy shit you can get. Anywhere you steal these things, because we ain't charging you a dime for this shit. And if you notice, our podcast went straight to the fucking goods. We did an introduction. So you know who the hell we are, then we went straight for it. We didn't fucking spend 15, 20 minutes on hawking anything. And if we end up doing the hawking anything, we still ain't gonna spend 15 to 20 minutes doing it. We will disperse that shit throughout the show. But we are not going to give you 15 to 20 minutes of fucking commercial and then give you only fucking 10 to 15 minutes of actual content. So with that, that's our US program. Julius Black, Zero Balance is not here today. But we do have DJ Academics and Sensei Wale with that chaos. What do we say? Hey, us. Fade the black.